talk about prospecting and how you can do it. What are some different ways? What are some tools that you can start utilizing today to help you start generating leads for your real estate business? Hi, guys. This is T5 Pharaoh here. For those of you that know me in the T5 gaming world, I'm also known as Coleco Labawanan. That is my real name, Labawanan. Um, and if you guys have not checked out episode 83, where I laid out uh, the four steps, uh, the four step process in the pre contract phase to wholesaling real estate. You guys need to stop this episode now. Go listen to that one completely. It'll give you the context of what I'm about to get into today. So, today is going to be the first segment where we dive in specifically on the first step. And we'll do episodes on each of the steps where I talk in more, way more depth on it. So today we're going to talk about acquiring leads. How do we get that? How do we prospect? Okay. So guys, I mentioned uh, in episode 83, when it comes to getting leads, you know, there's really two ways we do it. We either get off market leads or we get leads that are on the market. I told you guys why we don't want on market leads because majority of those sellers want full retail value. And unfortunately, as a wholesaler, we need to be able to get property a lot cheaper. These people that are listed with realtors are not going to sell you their properties at discounted rates. They're going to want the full market value. Most, A lot of them even want above market um, just because the demand's so high. We're in a seller's market all across the country right now. Uh, and until we see a dip in, in the economy and, and, the, and the rates and our, the houses start to, the values start going down, um, we're probably we're not going to see any a uh, whole ton of change into that. I don't believe. So um, that's why we want off market properties. Okay, so now let's, let's open up that discussion. So how do we get off market properties? Well, guys, um, there's quite a few different ways. There's a method called driving for dollars. Okay, driving for dollars is a real estate term where basically you go and drive neighborhoods in your local area, your city, wherever that you live. And look for houses that are distressed, that, you know, are in disarray. You know, you can see a gutters falling down, windows cracked, you know, garage doors busted up, the roof looks like crap. You know, there's a lot of houses that I'm sure in your area that are pretty in, in very rough shape. Um, and those could potentially be good candidates to, you know, try to you know contact the owners of those properties because, hey, when you go to negotiate and if they want to sell, you can be like, well, look, sir, your house needs this fix, this fix, this fix. I mean, we got to factor all that into our offer, you know, so those are those are good candidates. OK, um, so that's driving for dollars. You just drive around and collect addresses on a notepad. OK, now the next step is when you get those addresses, if you do driving for dollars and that's your strategy and many, many people do it. I've done it. Um you know, you have that list of addresses, really a couple things you can do with that list. Now that you have some data, you could uh, write some letters up and you can print some letters off and put their addresses and their names on it and then have it mailed to them. So you could direct mail those people uh, and hope that they'll open your letter up and respond to your letter and give you a call if they're interested. That's one way. The other way is you could go door knock which, I mean, obviously, if some of these properties are abandoned and rough, you're probably not going to get anybody, but you could, you know, go door knock on a neighbor's house and just say, hey, do you know anything about the guy who owns this house right over across the street? 
And the neighbor might be like, oh, yeah, he comes by every Tuesday at three o'clock to pick up all the newspapers that are sitting in the, in the, you know, in the driveway da, 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 or cut the grass, you know. And, you know, all that's that's cool. It's good information. So maybe you can catch him over there one day when he's when he's there and then talk to him in person. So you could do that. You could do what's called a skip trace where and then there's skip tracing services. There's a lot of them. You guys can Google it. Um, where you basically type in the address of a property and it pulls up the person that owns it and it gives you usually a list of phone numbers and typically one of those phone numbers actually is the current phone number to the owner. And then you can do a cold call and just call that person, you know, and say, hey, this is John Smith here. I was hoping to speak to Karen. Is this Karen? Oh, yes, John, this is Karen. Cool. Are you interested in selling your house on 123 Main Street? It looks like nobody's living there. And then you guys start the conversation. She's like, well, I don't know. I've been thinking about it, you know, but I just got so much going on right now in life. Da, 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 da. You know, and then you just go through that process and the follow up and stuff. And, you know, I'll, I'll help you guys out with cold. I'm, I'm very good at cold calling. And that's something uh, I can elaborate in another episode. But that's another way you can go after and get these leads. So what are, what's the cool thing about all this, guys, is you can literally do – you can get off-market leads and go out there and acquire this stuff without needing much money. Okay, It doesn't – you know, it's going to cost you gas to go drive for dollars, but, you're not, you know, you're not having to pay some company to generate your list. You can go generate your own list. You're just paying for gas, Okay. You can run your own skip traces. You don't have to pay a company to do it, but I mean, you know, you, you may have to pay a, you know, a twenty dollar a month subscription for a skip trace service, or seventy bucks. It just depends. But once again, this is manageable amounts of money, guys. You know, look, no, nothing you're going to be able to do effectively in its entirety is going to be a hundred percent free. But there are many things you can do for little to no money. Okay, like just a little bit amount of money. Now we're not talking like thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay, but so that's that's like the free type of sweat equity way you can get leads. The other way is through paid advertising. Now this is where you you know if you want to go this route, you're going to need money. Okay, and we're talking in the thousands. All right. Um, what are the ways you can go and do paid advertising? You could you know create your own website. You can hire a company to do it. You can manage, do your own SEO. You can have a company do your SEO. You can have do Google AdWords, Facebook ads. Those are all effective means uh, to promote, uh, you know, your services and your brand. You could, um, what else? Um, you could do big, like large scale direct mail campaigns where you're like direct mailing like, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 people, like you could be mailing a lot of people. It's a lot of money to do that, but you could hire, you know, you'd hire a company that does big, big letter, big scale mailing. Um, and that works for people. I mean, there's a lot of things that work guys. Um, it's just going to cost you a lot more money. So what are the pros and cons between all this? Well, the pros, let's talk about the pros. Um, We'll talk about the pros for both of them, and then we'll talk, and then we'll mention the cons. So, the sweat equity, more affordable way to get leads. What's the pros to that? Well, it doesn't cost you much money. Okay, <laughs> I think that's pretty self-explanatory. That's the the biggest pro. Another pro is is usually when you're doing more targeted, like like you're you're physically trying to generate a list. 
you're usually going to get a much finer and more targeted list because you're purposeful with your intent on what you're looking for, if that makes sense. You know, whereas when you're doing, you know, uh, paid advertising, now if you're doing things like Google and Facebook, you can get super fine new targeted. That's why I recommend those a lot. Um, you know, but like if you're doing direct mail things, I mean, there's ways you can get pretty targeted, but like usually when you're like physically searching it, it's going to be even more targeted. Uh, so I would say those are the pros, but really the biggest thing is it doesn't cost you money. So if you were on a tight, tightrope budget and you don't have much money, that's really your only option to get leads. Okay. Doing, you know, driving for dollars, you know, getting, um, you know, just getting properties. You can go down. I didn't mention this by the way. Okay. Uh, this goes back to the sweat, you know, what you can do for little to no money. You can go to your local courthouse, okay, your county courthouse, and you're going to get start looking into what's called probate. So uh, this is how I got started in real estate. My mentor, Steve Howe, taught me how to do probate. So pretty much uh, probates are public records, okay, they're files, okay. What, what probate is is when somebody dies, like let's say your grandma dies and she has a will, Okay, most of you probably know what a will is. It's, you know, what the, the deceased person, what their wishes were. Um, and it has a, obviously a large list of instructions and how you're going to divvy up the assets, who's going to get what, da-da-da-da-da. Um, you know, and, and what, what happens is obviously when, you know, probate occurs and, you know, there's property becoming available, there's inherited property. And, and, and sometimes these families don't want to keep these properties. They want to just cash them out. Okay. Maybe they've been waiting for the last 10 years for granny to die and she finally died and now they're going to get their payday or whatever. I mean, there's people like that, but, um, you know, but that's opportunity for you as a wholesaler to contact these the people that are in charge of these estates and these properties and ask them if they want to sell. And if they do, then you obviously want to present yourself as a as a qualified buyer, somebody that you, you know can do it um, and take care of their problem and what they want. So um, you know, you can go down to the courthouse. These files are they're all public records, guys. Probate in the states are all public records. I'm pretty sure it's like that everywhere in the United States. If it's not, I'm sorry. I know here in North Carolina and South Carolina, it is public record. I've never been uh, to a probate in a courthouse anywhere in any other state outside of North and South Carolina, so I can't tell you for sure. But um, literally, if you just go to your county courthouse and ask to review probate files, they shouldn't, or estate files, they should know what you're talking about. Okay. And then you can review the files. Now inside these files, it usually, uh, contains the information of the executor. Now, why is the, who is the executor and why are they important? So the executors are the people that are in charge of the wills. They're the person that's designated by the deceased before they were deceased, that that person will be the one who ensures that their will gets executed the proper way. So basically the reason they're important is because in the event that anyone tries to sell property out of the estate, the executor has to sign because they're technically the power of attorney in this case it's kind of a similar thing almost but you know they're the person that's like in charge essentially 
It doesn't mean we won't need other signatures if there's multiple heirs, because everybody that's an heir is technically, you know, they'll have to sign our purchase contract because they have a right and they have, they're going to have an ownership stake. But the executor is just the, the chairman of it. Let's just put it that way. So in these files that you go to the courthouse to view, you can usually find the executor's name. You can find their mailing address, where they currently live, and you can usually find their phone number. And that's great information. So if you collect enough of those, you can send them mailers, which is what we, I did that, and I cold call them. And the cool thing is, is their phone numbers are legit, and they're already in the file. So you don't have to go do a skip trace. You don't have to go pay for it. And you don't, you know, you don't have to go guess what their number is. Like, you can literally call them, and it's going to be their number, okay? So probate leads are one of the best. Um, a lot of these houses are usually older. Um, which means that, you know, if it's in a good area, there's going to be a lot of equity. Okay. Most, a lot of these houses don't have mortgages and loans on them and you want, you want fat equity, <laughs> you know, cause that means you can make more profit and you can deliver more profit to your investor, which is always good. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very, very plausible lead source. And it literally like probate aside from gas money is not going to cost you anything. Okay. And I literally did probate leads exclusively for my first year doing wholesaling. I made $65,000 off of like six deals, which was amazing for my very first year doing real estate. Okay. Um, and my first deal in probate, I made $25,000. I almost made half of it in one deal. But nonetheless, um, you just, you, like I said, you go to your county courthouse, ask to review the state files, probate files, and then start looking through those files and checking to see where do you see the executor and, you know, where's the what proper, you know, if you want to mail them. If you don't have to mail them, you can just cold call these people. I, that's what I kind of started doing. I was mailing at first, but then I kind of stopped mailing. I just did strictly cold calling uh, just because mailers can get expensive because you got to pay for stampage, envelopes, paper, ink, you know. Um, whereas cold calling, I mean, you know, you got your phone bill, but it's nothing extra after that. So that's pretty much it. Um, so there's probate leads. I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything else, guys. Um, I mean, you can just, you can go buy, a, you know, go get a list off of list source and literally just skip trace the whole list and cold call. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of different ways you can skin the cat, uh, to do, to get leads and hustle for them for very little to no money. But as I said, the, that, that's the biggest pro to, um, you know, non-paid advertising is it doesn't cost you much money. Okay. You know, but what's the con? The con is it's going to take you a lot longer usually to find leads. You're going to have to put in a lot of work, which look, if you're not ready to put in work, don't even try to get into this because it's, you're going to fail miserably and you're going to quit very early. Um, and it's just going to take, you know, you just, you just have to put a lot more in to get the same outcome. Okay. Whereas if you do paid advertising, now you, you got to know how to do paid advertising. What are some of the pros? The pros are because, you know, you're throwing money at this. If you're spending your money wisely and you're, you're doing effective campaigns, you're going to get a lot of leads very quick. So your chances of closing deals much faster and in larger quantities with paid advertising are much higher the odds are, you know, greatly increased. Um, and that's really the biggest pro with that. I mean, you can get super targeted. You can literally uh, do things, you know, with a click of, sort of a few buttons that 
you know, it would take you way, way longer to do if you were trying to do things manually, you know, the sweat equity route. And, um, I mean, you can, you can reach a lot of people through paid advertising, okay? A lot of people, way more than you would ever be able to do sweat equity wise. So it, it, overall, you're just, you're increasing your capacity and your ability to acquire leads, which would in turn, hopefully you, you'll be able to close some deals from. Um, but what's the downside? The downside is, is it costs a lot more money. <laughs> you're going to be, you're either going to be hiring somebody else or you're going to be dumping a lot of the money yourself in. Uh, another con for paid advertising is many folks really don't know how to spend their advertising dollars. If they have some, they just kind of throw it at whatever and hope and pray it works. And then they do one campaign, they drop three grand and it doesn't work. And then it's like, oh, I'm never going to do this again because it doesn't work. When in reality, you didn't really know what you were doing to begin with and you did not spend that money wisely. So the fear of throwing money down the drain is one of the cons to the paid advertising unless you really know what you're doing, okay? And, you know, hiring outside companies can get way more expensive. So most people are trying to learn how to do it themselves. But what they don't realize is that most people that aren't familiar with campaigns and how to target and doing all this different stuff with Facebook, Google ads and SEO, you know, they're going to end up losing more money in the long run because they really don't know how to, what they're doing and their, you know, their campaigns will not become effective and they're just throwing their money away. Whereas if they would just suck it up and probably pay a company that does know what they're doing, that's reputable and trustworthy and has a proven track record of delivering results for clients you know, yeah, it's going to be more expensive in the immediate, but it's probably going to save you a lot more money in the long run, you know, pretty positive. So um, those would be the two biggest cons for paid advertising. So um, guys, I, I hope that this episode enlightened the ways you can acquire leads for your wholesaling real estate business. Okay. Um, there's obviously, you know, might be some more tips and things here and there. Um, guys, I'm always open for discussion and questions on Twitter. If you guys uh, have not followed me, be sure to go to Twitter and just go at TE5 underscore Pharaoh. You can also type in my real name uh, and, and just spell it out and you should be able to find me on Twitter. That's where I conversate the most. Uh, you're not going to find me on Facebook a ton, ton, but I'm still trying to be on there. So just wherever you can find me, if you're even on Instagram, comment, let me know. I'm always down to answer some questions. Uh, but I hope this episode was informative and I uh, hope you guys got some value out of it. And the next time we come back with a real estate episode, uh, we will get into the qualifying phase and that process and really break it down on, on how to best qualify uh, your leads once you acquire them. So until next time, we'll see you later. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did, guys. Please be sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts to rate and review the podcast. It only helps us boost our rankings so that we can be able to help more and more people learn how they can live a life on their terms. And guys, word of mouth means everything to me. If you can share this with anybody, family, friends, whoever, your spouse, guys, that would mean the absolute world to me. We need your support for the growth of this community, this movement. And I look forward to bringing you guys so much more content in the future. I love you guys. Take care.